Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Welcome back, y'all. It's uh, CTOP22. <laughs> Layton wants to abbreviate everything to, to uh, make it easier for me. I think it made it harder, but we'll figure and it I out. And I like to see Walt struggle like that because he's really struggling. CTOP22. I can't believe we're on episode 22. I mean, I know that's no landmark. You know, we haven't broken 100. We haven't broken 50. But just the idea that we're on episode 22, dude. We'll, I, be, we'll be almost 32, 33 by the end of the year. Thirty. Well, we ought to be. We got. Uh, you got three more months. Three more months. Yeah. Two. Well. Um. Let's see. Ten weeks. So ten more episodes. We'll be at thirty-one by the end of the year if all goes yeah. according to plan. Yeah. If all goes according to plan, and if I Dude. don't start hunting too much in December, I'm know. telling you. Well, heck, my season starts next weekend, and I'm I'm ready to roll. Yeah, and you're. <laughs> it's gonna be hot when your opener comes back, but guess what? My season's in, and I get to take off Wednesday and go. Or no, what did I say? Tuesday I was gonna take off. One day this week I'm not working. I'm hunting all day, or I'm playing in the woods all day. One or the other. Yeah it it does get annoying the way it, the way the weather's kind of been playing out. The, the the opener was supposed to be like a, a low of 51 or something like that, and then the way my schedule has played out, um, you know, scheduling my mom to come in that weekend. I don't know what I was thinking, but yeah, he was. You weren't thinking. I know it. So I'm gonna get an afternoon hunt that Sunday, and maybe. No, nah, it's gonna happen now. Maybe. Um, but I think it's gonna be like 87 degrees when I go, which is ridiculous. Oh, I was trying to get in the door down here at the office to record this podcast, and I would, literally was like, "This is ridiculous." Yeah. I mean, it was just. I mean, granted, that whole parking lot's asphalt and everything, and it's hotter than Hades, but. It was just like summertime. Like, it was bad. Yeah, it's going to be 83 degrees, dude. Yeah. 
That's ridiculous. That's no, even even the cool front that's coming in the beginning of the week. I mean, we're gonna get like sixties and some fifties, and that's why I'm taking off Tuesday and I'm hunting all day Tuesday. It's gonna be fifties, but then Wednesday is gonna be cooler. Even Thursday is gonna be cooler, but the highs are gonna be hotter. So right. I was like, uh, I got one day to hunt, so I'm gonna hunt Tuesday. It's it looks like the best all around day, you know, out of the four. Well, I, yeah. we gotta work. We gotta work the rest of the <laughs> Tuesday, Wednesday, or Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and well, tomorrow. Well, I think I think that's probably a good topic that we can talk about today. Uh, kind of tie that into what we're gonna discuss. You had an awesome idea. You kind of want to. Well, you know what? You describe what you wanted to do today. Since you came up with it, I think that's a. I think that's fair. No, I. I um, today basically we're just gonna kind of do an update of what we're starting to see pre-rut, post-rut, or pre-rut. I mean, um, kind of what's happening weather patterns food plots you know kind of a little bit of everything but what you know it's getting to that time of the year it's what october 15th today it is october 15th um, it's it's getting get getting close to that halloween where we start to see where the rut starts to kick on for us um so it's getting close really close very so that's 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 kind of what's going to happen well, today close close for you evident well we can get into that in a second but before we get down that path, let's go ahead and, and, and give credit to the people who've decided to partner with us. First and foremost, Wild Edge Incorporated. You've heard us talk about it on and on again. I set up another two sets of those this past weekend, and it was awesome. I had a. Hey, rip. you need to come set my other one up. You're slacking. Well, let's make that happen not this week, but the next week. But I'll let it go for you this time because I've seen <laughs> your back window this morning. Oh, dude. We'll talk about that in a second. But. I set up a couple sets of those steps, and it was awesome. I had a tree that was all funky on one side, and it twisted gnarly and was straight where I wanted to hunt. And I just wrapped those steps in a kind of, you know, circular pattern around the tree from the good spot that I could climb to the spot where I wanted to sit. It's an amazing product. They've been with us since the very beginning. www.wildedgeinc.com Secondly, Bowhunter Box Club, the only subscription box for bow hunters by bow hunters. I don't know if that's his actual tagline yet, but it's the truth. Jason Feltz, a, f- a fantastic guy. He works really hard. I'm going to do an Insta Live video on the uh, October box that I got here. It's incredible. I can't believe the amount of stuff that he got uh, in that box for, for the $40 value. Um, yeah, it, I'll say Walt, Walt got lucky on this one. I darn sure did, dude. He, I was, he sent me a picture, and I was like... <laughs> Damn, how does he get the good ones? Which I'm, I'm not saying mine was bad, but I was like, man, he got all the goodies in that one. Yeah, I stole I stole from these companies, given that I only paid 40 bucks for the box. But uh, www.bowhunterboxclub.com. Use the, use the promo code JasonTales1010, and that'll get you 10% off a single month or an entire year subscription, which is an awesome value at bowhunterboxclub.com. Dot com. If you use Chasing Tales 1-0 at Wild Edge Inc.'s website and you purchase any set of sticks, we've got free shipping for y'all. We're going to pick up the shipping. So um, I encourage you to go both their websites. They're awesome folks, and, and we believe in their products. Otherwise, we wouldn't be partnered with them. So <sighs> this is the fun part. This is where everything gets real. I, all the, the pressure's off, and now just you and I can talk. You know, I'm always worried. I'm going to mess those those two sponsors up. That's why I let you do the sponsor stuff. <laughs> Yeah, so you kind of you, you touched on it a minute ago. I woke up this morning to my back rear window being bashed out in the back of my truck, and you want to talk about all the momentum of the day getting sucked out of you? It's terrible. No, that w- that would have made my day. Yeah, that would have made my day. It wouldn't have sucked any momentum out of it. I'd have been hot for the whole day. And well, that's not what been that's able to do anything. Well, that's what I'm talking about. Is it, it, it kills the momentum because 
I'm supposed to study, I'm supposed to do stuff, and I have to spend two hours of my day either out there with the insurance company or out there with the police officer, and that just, it just, that's the only thing I can think about now. This is the second time in, in three months that this shit has happened, and I'm just tired of it. So, I, I'll tell you, if I ever got my hands on that Joker, it might be a bad day for me. Or him. It'll be a bad day for me, because I'll have to be explaining my actions on the poor fellow that I got my hands on, but... No, you won't. No, let him let him get his hands in your car and break your window. Then you ain't got to explain anything. Shoot. So, after Walt got his window bashed in and he sent me a message about 11 o'clock, then uh, he, he was like, what do you want to talk about today? And I was like, well, it was like 80s, 90s, like low 70s. So, neither one of us have been doing any kind of woodwork really out in the woods or even hardly looking around just because how hot it's been. But, um... Like I said earlier, it's you know it's October fifteenth. It's time for the cool fronts potentially to start easing their way in. Every so often, I mean, down here, you know, we might get three the rest of the year, three cool fronts the rest of the year, and that's about it. Isn't that about right, Walt? <laughs> Probably, yeah. One one really good hard freeze in the middle of the week when you can't do anything because you're at work. Oh, and it'll be in January or February when there's no season left, yeah. like it did last year. I yeah. had the grass all green and beautiful and ready to go for the summer, and here comes 22 degrees one morning and kills everything. Absolutely. And so, but anyway, yeah, it's October 15th, so it's 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 starting to get. We're starting to see a little pre-rut action. No chasing, which is so hot. They're they're gonna do it at night probably anyway. Right now, um, but we're seeing some trees getting hit pretty hard. We're seeing some pollen starting to get hit pretty hard. Um, and we're starting to see a little bit of food plot action. We just planted how many acres of food plots? Well, probably 25 or 30 this weekend. At, at least. least, at least. Yeah. Um, cause they, they, dad and Mike planted all weekend and, um, they didn't need my help cause they had two tractors. Well, actually I take that back. I had to go spread one food plot for them yesterday. And that's when I got to, you know, kind of look around and see the pollens and stuff like that. Um, so food plot should be up maybe eight, nine days if we get some water, which it looks like we're going to get rain tomorrow. Tomorrow. At lunch. Yeah. Tomorrow at lunch. Tomorrow at nice. lunch. Yep. So hopefully we'll be able to tidy up our little bit of work that we got to get done tomorrow before lunch and then haul butt to the house. Cause there's not going to be any working tomorrow or potentially maybe Tuesday or Wednesday. We'll see. Hopefully it doesn't rain us out all week, but, um, you know, we'll see what happens. But anyway. Food plots are in the ground. Stands are what somewhat did you, hung. What did you huh? just kind of pop, interrupting there? What did, What did you plant this year? Uh, and what's uh, what's the strategy behind that? I, I'm curious. You know, we have a lot of people who want advice on. You know, I've I've had probably five or six folks here recently, and by recently I mean the last two weeks, kind of reach out for what should I plant? How should I hunt this time of year? Um, and I'm just curious. You know, food plots play such an important role. What did you plant, and when do you expect them to be feeding on it? We don't have an unlimited budget, obviously, on that bigger track that we lease. So we strictly plant wintertime food plots for the most part. You know, okay. I mean, we plant some summertime food plots and stuff like that. But most of the, I mean, that's such a big place with all the hardwood bottoms and acorns yep. and, and greenery and fields around it that get planted in ag, you know, peanuts, corn, cotton, soybeans that, uh, you know, we just plant oats and rye with a little bit of clover in it for the winter. Um and that's that on this place as you've seen you've hunted it that's ample plenty absolutely and then i mean if we will you know we'll supplement with corn a little bit 
but not a lot because of the hog problem. So that's the other reason we don't plant milo and corn and, and certain stuff on this piece because the hogs just annihilate it. Now, behind the house, my house, it's a lot smaller. I just planted a full regular seed mix, you know, oats, rye, snow peas, stuff like that in it because it's one bag worth. You know, it's not mm-hmm. 30 acres. I can go buy a bag of pre-mixed seed and actually justify it. And then I put a green green plot in there with it, which is like your your radishes, your, you know, turn up stuff like that, sweet, sure. sweet stuff. And then also put crimson, I think it was crimson clover think i can't quite remember but i think i bought crimson this year um put way too much of that out but i do that every year anyway because it's i mean it's bag of crimson clover is uh i think for one pound it's 50 bucks so it's expensive very extremely expensive but yeah so that that's right now we're planting some soy or not soybeans but some iron clays too and for the first time in a long time i we planted them and they got up three inches and they ate them to the dirt which normally doesn't happen. Normally they let them get a foot tall and then they mow them to the ground. Mm-hmm. But this time they let them get up three, four inches out of the dirt and mowed them to the ground. So con- conversely, uh, on the farm that we're hunting, just to kind of provide people some contrast here, we haven't even planted our food plots. We're going to plant our food plots at the end of October. Uh, the reason for that is the, the track of property that I hunt, the rut doesn't begin until late November. So what, you know, kind of like where you are, where there's like a really late rut sometimes for y'all, we have the same thing going and we're surrounded by WMA. So we've got about, um, I'd say 4,000 acres of WMA, um, or private land surrounding our little 200 acre oasis. And we've got a, a creek that runs right through the middle of it. And really, I feel like by the time the rut is over, if you really think about this, the acorn mass let's just say it's december let's say late december our season runs through february 22nd so by late december your acorn mass is starting to uh fall apart you know it's rotting for me not interrupt you too much there but for me if it's cold enough i'm saying late november our acorns are gone because we sure. got hogs involved in yeah, that. Yeah, too. yeah, 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 yeah. We we don't we don't have hogs where we're at, but we do have a pile of deer. So you know, for southern hunters, kind of consider that. But by December, you're starting to see a yeah. real yeah. Uh, nutritional deficit for these animals. You don't have any green browse. You don't have well. Uh, yeah, we any do. Acorns. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. We haven't had a frost in two years to kill well, it off. Yeah, but the difference is a lot of those plants, even though, you know, your green bar stays around and whatnot, you start to run into nutrient deficient right. plants because even though they're they're still green, they're not growing. They're not throwing a bunch of energy towards new sprouts. So it's not as palatable for them. It's not as easy for them to eat. So you start to see a crunch for us about December. And our idea is, and, and this has kind of been born out of, whoops, we didn't get them born, uh, planted in time. We're going to plant these food plots late, and we're going to plant late-season varieties that can handle cold weather because in January and February, that's when we will get cold weather if we get it. Yeah. So, yeah. So, why, think about this. If 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 a deer loses 25% of his body mass during, during the rut, rut, a buck, yeah. then, and you have 
And think about, you know, also consider that it's public land everywhere else. We're only going to be hunting this place about every two weeks. You really are setting yourself up for success by having the only green thing in the area, the only thing that's that's providing a whole lot of food, and then we run soybeans out of the feeders so that you don't have the hog or bear problem of, of running that problem of that. So you have a good fat content, you got a high protein content, you've got good cover. You want to talk about the ability to see bucks late in the year? You have the only food source for four or five hundred yards around. Or, 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 or yeah. longer. Yeah, where you're at. Because, see, the right. problem I run into is people being able to still feed, sure. supplement feed. Which, I mean, sure. but but at the end of the day, that buck's going to have to be very old and very tired and very desperate to walk into that corn pile right. Right. during right. daylight. And he might. And he might. But if he's comfortable where he is and it's a low-pressure area right. and all the surrounding areas have just like blown up the with hunters... Right, exactly. Then, then you're really starting to, to to be able to sneak in there on a good wind, on a on a cold day, on a on a uh, let's say the pressure is rising. You can sneak in there, and there's a good chance he's going to be coming out there. So, right. um, I, just kind of adding some convert, you know, some some thought to how a lot of people plant food plots. I know a lot of people in the South plant their food plots with an idea of, you know bow season early gun i want green things there i think that one of the and this is just from my limited exposure to deer clubs nobody ever thinks about late season right and i and i think and i think that's one of the most especially considering that most people don't have big parcels of land most people only have you know 20 acres or 100 acres you know i mean that's like us we plant now and I mean, now could be considered late by a decent amount of people. The only reason we planted, I believe, I think, is what we were talking about or what they were talking about was because of that chance of rain. Um, because it's so dry in October that we were like, all right, if we're going to get it in the dirt and there's a really good chance of rain this week, we might as well go ahead and do it now. Because, I mean, these deer will have these food plots mowed down by late November. Um but it doesn't matter what we do. We could hair them up and replant. They'd be they'd be bull, they'd be cut down again by three weeks after they came up. There's just that many deer here. Mm-hmm. But you've seen it in November, December. I mean, there's still plenty of green out there. They just as long as we're getting rain, they never can keep up. They never let them get past about four inches right. tall ever. Right. And we're talking about food plots that are some of them two acres, three acres, and there's twenty of them on here. You know, so there's a there's a lot of deer on this place. So, you know, our seasons are kind of disjointed. You know, I overlap a little bit. My season hasn't started. Yours has started. How are you, what are you seeing in the woods right now? And how are you going to go about getting yourself on a, on the, the, the big deer that, you know, you're going after a buck. So how are you going to go about getting yourself on a buck right now, given what you're seeing in the woods? What, what food is dropping? What are you seeing? Well, I mean, the acorns are dropping. They have been for, I think I texted you last time I texted you, I went hunting. I don't know, a week, week or so ago, a week and a half ago, I don't remember. Um, but it's mainly acorns right now. And like I said, I'm starting to see trees getting tore up and hit. And I'm just now starting to see pawings. Um, they probably, I imagine they started last week sometime. But it's been so hot that it is extremely hard to kill a deer right now that's moving during the daylight. I mean, I haven't seen the first deer moving during the daylight, you know, riding around, going to work. I mean, all the miles that we cover and everywhere. I hadn't seen a deer in a week during daylight. And, I mean, I've got food right behind my house, and normally I'll see them a couple times a week back there, even when it's like this, and I haven't seen them. Um, I think the last time I saw them was actually last Sunday. Last Sunday. 
was the last time I saw them. So I don't think they're moving during the day right now. I'm not getting any daylight pictures on my cameras. I'm not. I mean, I am, but it's like two the same two deer every day. Sure. Um, that is a you know a yearling and a mama, and they just they come to the same food plot every day at the same time, roughly anywhere from nine nine in the morning to ten in the morning. Um, but everything besides that's eight thirty to four a.m. Everything. All I mean, my camera was out for a week. It had one hundred seventy eight pictures eight nine ten different bucks six seven different does and all the bucks are from 8 30 at night to four to five o'clock in the morning so i don't think they're moving during the daylight right now so you don't see a whole lot in the way of, of deer movement does that a are you still hunting regardless of that and if so how or b are you just waiting for the next cold front no i'm waiting for some cool weather um I'll tell you straight up, I'm waiting for some cool weather because I don't want to bust all these places up and then when the cool weather gets here, the deer already be spooked. Because as you know, the past two weeks have been like 90 degrees, literally. Yeah, um, it's been ridiculous. It's in, in lows 68, 69, 70 at, at I mean, we're which, start- is, which, is, which is quite unusual. <laughs> I mean, we're, we're starting work at you know literally 708 in the morning sun's not even up yet and we're loading the truck up trying to get everything ready and we're sweating by 730 745 just because of it it still feels like summer it just Mm -hmm. still feels like summer and um i think that's wearing on me a little bit honestly as a hunter because i work in it all summer and then it's like i I can't go sit in the tree and sweat i just i I can't do it you know um I enjoy it, but I, I, and the last time the mosquitoes got on me so bad, as you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I think I think there's there's like two ways you can look at hunting in warm weather, and that is no, this ain't warm, bud. This is hot. Well, right. So, but you warm know, is fifties. Well, sure, but okay. So let's say there's two two ways of hunting hot weather down here, and that is there there's two. Mm, there's a good time to hunt hot weather and there's a bad time to hunt hot weather. And what I mean by that is like the opening weekend, you might still catch him on a summer pattern. Yeah, maybe. So 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 that's maybe worth going out there and sweating your butt off. But like right now when we've had some cool fronts in the past, I feel like the deer's um demeanor changes to where they're just not moving. So the, they're not fo- they're like I told you 2 weeks ago, they just quit I quit getting pictures all of a sudden they're, you know, behind my house. So I pulled that camera and put it at the other farm, and then I started getting pictures again. But they just—they're not moving. They're just so. Not. So let me say this: if you know, we have a lot of hunters from the south who are who are now hearing that, and they're like, "Okay, great. What weather would it take for you this week? What would be the with like the minimum that it would take to get you out there? What temperature? I would love for it to be in the forties, but that ain't gonna happen. Right. Um, so like realistically, it's what gonna be. I think you... it's gonna be like fifty eight the low or something on the coldest day. Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah. I, or maybe it's when I think Wednesday might be the coldest. I don't know. Yeah. Um, Tuesday. Wednesday morning will be fifty eight. You're right. But the high is like in the seventy eight nine or eighty or eighty degree range. It jumps back way yeah, back it does. up. It does. So Tuesday was the day I'm gonna go. Um, it's not the coldest, but it's it's pretty cool. Um, sure. It's in the I think it's like 59 or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, and the high is like 78 or something. So that's the coolest day overall out of the four that it's gonna be cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm gonna just go. I've got a deer that I'm chasing 
that's quite large that um that I kind of want to go see if he's around. So I'm going to go in that morning and hunt that stand. I mean, it's a it's a trek. I got to go through one 15-foot deep creek. You know, it's dry. Not dry, but it's pretty close to dry. And then I've got to go through a 6-foot creek. I mean, it's like an eight 900-yard walk just through this bottom. And then probably from where I parked the truck, it's probably another 1,000 yards or so. Um, so I'm going to slide down in there one morning and hopefully not run into any hogs in the dark. And uh, that, that's kind of where I'm going to go, and that's where I'm going to go hunt, and that's the weather I'm hunting. I'm going in a bottom, getting down in a bottom. Um, and we'll see, you know, kind of what happens. I don't know what's going to happen. They could, who knows? There could be a big deer walk out, but do I think there will be? Nah. But it'll be nice to be in a stand. Well, I think the one thing that you haven't mentioned that for me, and this may not factor into your decision any, but if you look at the three-day weather span from the 16th, which is Monday through Wednesday the 18th, Monday you have a quarter inch of rain, a high of 84, and yep. then you have you have a 23-degree temperature drop yep. down to 59 degrees. That's exactly okay? why I'm going Tuesday. Right. So you look at that, and that's awesome too. But then the other thing you need to look at, or you could look at that I look at, is at 5 p.m., on the 16th your barometric pressure i was gonna say the barometric pressure is changing it's at a well it just tanks it tanks and then that following morning it just every hour is ticking up ticking up ticking up to a high tuesday which coincides with a high for the day of 72 so even though it's still getting kind of warm again you're seeing a plateau so so you've had real low pressure real low pressure rain about and then, a quarter and inch then, of rain. Then and the then, barometric pressure is going. That's what I looked at. I was like. Right. And you know, as my leg can tell me, I'm like, yep, the rain's coming. Mm-hmm. And the barometric pressure is changing. Because when the barometric right. pressure changes, that's when I've right. killed killed some of my good right. deer and seen right, some right, of right. my good deer. Right. So I think, I think you know, when you factor in the, 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 the relatively muggy, nasty weather the day of the Monday, right. it dips off into cool weather. The temperature starts to brink, come back up. You have a relatively low high. I think there's a good chance Tuesday you actually see something um, relative to the days surrounding it. Yeah, I I think there, I do have the potential for getting close to something Tuesday. Um, and like I said, I just don't know if they're feeding in the morning or in the afternoon yet. My cameras really haven't gotten me any hard, consistent evidence of when they're feeding. Um I mean, who knows? That big deer that I'm hunting could be... I'm hunting the same bottom I killed a 13-point in from about 150 yards from where I killed the 13-point. And I'm hunting the line that he comes down, or, you know, the, the big deer travel down through there, that creek. So, I mean, if if he's going to move and the wind's, you know, fairly calm, and or, you know, we'll, we'll see. There is the potential for a very big deer to come down through there where I'm hunting. It's just a really good corridor. Absolutely. And I, I think I think if you look at, the, there's something that we can compare here, is if you have the luxury, which a lot of people don't, but if you have the luxury of being in your situation, the presently that you find yourself in. Well, and we've it, hunted it, this piece of property for like six years now. So, I mean, I know it. Yeah. Right. That's nice. Well, uh, yeah, and, and, that, and that does help a lot. But if you're just looking at weather, say you have two guys similar to us me i have to work during the week you can sometimes bend your schedule in this situation you have the ability to kind of pick the day you want to hunt it obviously makes sense to pick the day with the high pressure rising with with a little bit of a cool front dipping in and then having the knowledge that you just mentioned helps kind of seal that together for me on the other end of this 
my season opens the 21st. It's going to be a high of <laughs> a high of 83 and a low of 67 and the the temp and the barometric pressure well, at is least, actually at least, dropping. At least your low is is below 70. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to be happy to be out there. I haven't been out there at all this year. This is the longest between uh hunts I've ever been. Um uh actually it will have almost been a year since I've been in the deer stand actually. Um Yeah. So and I do mean like a solid 365 uh, days. It's it's going to be about 11 months. So, you know, I'm going and I'm dealing with uh, relative strong winds. We're going to be looking at gusts up to 20 miles an hour. And that, that um, can either shut them down or that can either make them move. I've seen both. Right. Well, and, and the, thing, the thing that I'm playing to is, so I have warm weather. But there are pockets on this piece of property that I have found that are significantly cooler. And it just so happens that we have a spring that is very uh, abundant in, in water flow. And in the canopy underneath, there is a there is about a 10 to 15 degree temperature change from the lack of sunlight, but also just the temperature of that water running through that creek bottom. It, it seems to um, make it to where there's just... It's just cooler down there. It's more humid, but it's just cooler. Right. So, so what I'm doing is I is this creek runs at a certain point of it. This creek runs north to south, or rather south to north briefly. And I will be hunting on the western side of that creek, just outside the timber line where there's a transition from planted pines to this creek bottom. And I'm hunting this one trail that I found. It's very it's very well established, but it's not very wide. So that tells me it's only maybe one or two deer that are using it. And historically, according to the to the landowner, there are a lot of big bucks in this area. So if you factor in the the, the idea that a there's abundant food sources here because there the the acorn mass up on that ridge out of that creek bottom is abundant. So there's going to be a whole lot of food for them there. The, nobody has been in this area for months. I mean, the last time that I was in there was June. You didn't go in there this weekend? I did go in there this weekend, but we had our window to our face the entire time. I never crossed the trails, and I had and I had uh, rubber boots on. So I hung that stand, and then we got out of there. So my thinking is he's not going to be disturbed. We weren't seeing a whole lot of deer movement. It's kind of similar to what you're, going, uh, you're right. seeing. Um, and I hung the steps, and actually – I didn't put a, a hang on there because I'm going in in the afternoon. I'm going to take my lone wolf and I'm just going to go up there, put the lone wolf at the top of those uh, steps and uh, just leave those steps there kind of year round type deal. Um, but so, you know, you've got this north north to south creek. I'm hunting on the western side. We have a strong eastern wind coming. I'm going to be about 20 feet up out of the air. And since this creek is a little low, a uh, little low spot, I'm hoping that wind will catch me and move up over that ridge and uh, not kind of swirl there a little bit. But if it does, it is what it is. So, well, I mean, I was hunting a swirl the other day, a bad swirl, the last time I hunted, and I texted you and I seen eight different deer. Six. There was um, <clears throat> there was six in one group, but still there was eight different deer that night. Um, you know, and it was, I mean, it was swirling bad. We, uh, we did see a couple paws. I couldn't quite tell if they were serious or not i think it was just kind of maybe getting a little antsy no that's new one runs. thing our ours are i'm not saying that they're getting serious but they're they're i mean when they dig them out they're dig, they're digging them out some of them as big around as you know for example three or four or five gallon buckets sitting on the ground and they're clean 
You know, I mean, it doesn't mean that the does are ready, but it wouldn't surprise me that if there might not be some some action starting with this first, with the full moon coming and the cool front coming. That's the other thing. The moon's starting to get, I'm sitting here looking at my calendar. I can't see it from over here, but I think it's going to be full at the end of this month, I believe. Yeah, I think we're sitting at a new moon right now. Yeah, yeah. But I think the end of the month, it's supposed to be full. Or maybe that was the beginning of next month. I don't know. I know I saw it somewhere. Um, we are waning crescent. So only 17% of the moon is illuminated. We'll have a new moon on the 19th, which which is yeah good. Yeah. Which is real yeah. good, actually. Yeah, which is about what I figured. Um, wow, that's really beneficial. I haven't factored that into that. But a new moon two days before I'm hunting, that's... Uh, that's gonna be nice. Yeah, they uh, the moon does have something to do with it. I I strongly believe. That. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. Same thing with fishing. If the moon. Oh, look right, at this! Look at this! You're gonna have a new moon <clears throat> with your overhead and below underfoot at three thirty-two a.m. and four fifty-four p.m. That works out pretty good. That means they're gonna be coming out before daylight. Before they, I meant before dark. Yep. Yeah, you're probably not going to see anything that morning. If you were going to hunt, given our two circumstances... Right, I'm going to um, hunt that afternoon. You're going to hunt that afternoon. Yep. yep. Which, I mean, work work's getting to the point now where I can start hunting. Yeah, well, it seems to be. I don't want it to get like that, but hey, it is. <laughs> <laughs> got to do what you got to do, you know? Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I want to look at, or kind of throw this out there for some folks. Um, you know, you see all these rut reports and, you know, the wired hunt the other day put out a thing like all this, this hot weather is killing me. And, and his highs are like 73, 72 and his lows are in the fifties. <laughs> and Man, you'd eat that up. Oh God, dude. I mean, that's just like our deer, you know, our deer wouldn't know what to do down here. Oh right now. man. I mean, I think, I think first off sidebar, more, more big deer would get killed if we had weather like that because oh, they'd be moving more. Yeah. They'd have to move. Um, more just keep fat on their bones. Yeah. So, but you, you look at this, I just want to kind of share this because we have a lot of Western hunters that listen to us. We have a lot of Northeastern hunters. Our historical average for our high and our low for the 14th, which is yesterday. So, uh, Are you looking at Tallahassee or, or Tom, Yes, so? yes, I'm looking at Tallahassee. Um, it's 82 is the average high and the average low is 58. Yeah, we're not I mean, anywhere near it. No, this is, this is I mean, not the what high, anybody the, would... The highs are halfway close, but the, the lows are 20 degrees off. Um, yeah, 10, 10, 15, 10, yeah, 15 yeah, yeah. degrees, 15, yeah. 15 to 20 degrees off. The last, the last time the, the record setting low for, for yesterday was in 1977. That was 36 degrees Fahrenheit. And then, and the, the high was set in 84, 1984. And that was 91 degrees today's or yesterday's historical temperature was 87.9 and a low of 71.3. Yeah. So we were only four degrees off from yeah. setting a new high. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so it, it's different, man. If you're hunting in the South, you know what this is. If you're hunting in Georgia, Alabama, Florida, uh, Mississippi, Louisiana. South Carolina I mean, even. Yeah, South Carolina. Although in the mountain areas there, I bet you yeah, uh, yeah, but, they're, you know, they're starting to see some cooler but temperatures down, moving But through. down low, it's not. Right, right. No, yeah. no. If you're in the low country, you're dealing with the same thing we're dealing with right now. And, um, you know, I, I try not to hunt this time of year. When I was younger, I used to go in there no matter what. And I'm getting now to the point where I realize I'm messing that up. Because if you think about it, dude, the amount of sweating that you do mm-hmm. is ridiculous. I mean, I ain't, I'm not necessarily complaining about the weather. I mean, the lows can stay where they're at. I just want the highs to drop just a, li- just a little bit. I mean, not much. But, I mean, it could be, 
honestly mid to high 70s and i'd be better than what it what it is right now i mean it's almost touching 90 degrees and it's halfway through october um it's getting a little old and i normally don't get frustrated with the weather but it's getting a little hot well you got serious about deer hunting a little earlier this year than you normally do i mean if you look at it bow hunting has never really been a fo- an emphasis well, for you you know we sold the boat too so i can't fish that helps anymore. that helps <laughs> well have we was there another topic or area that we were supposed to hit this episode um, we talked about food plots we talked about our strategies we talked about kind of about what we're seeing weather in the woods. moon phase yeah you know, kind of what well, we're looking at you know, the, the last thing I can throw in there is when uh, this past, this weekend, God, it feels like it was already a week ago, but yeah, this weekend we went and set up some stands. We busted. Spotted. Oh, by the way, you need to come set my other one. Like you already mentioned that once. I know you, but I'm trying to, I'm trying to get it across to you that you need to come on and get it, <laughs> get it done so we'll, I can hunt. We'll get it done. We'll get it done. Um, <laughs> based on the weather, you've got time. We, we busted. <laughs> then that we means busted. we don't need to put it up till the end of January. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, by then we're gonna be chasing ducks. Hopefully, um, no, we're gonna be chasing hogs. We busted this uh, when we hung stands this week, and we busted spotted fawns, dude. Like we talked about in previous episodes, yep. our rut will run through February, or not our rut, but I mean, I mean, I guess it is. You can say it's the rut because I mean, it is the rut. Yeah, basically they're still breeding. They may not mm-hmm. be breeding as heavy as they are in December, November, but they're still. I mean. It, you, like like we've said, there's twenty something deer in one sure, food plot. Sure, they're not gonna all get bred in two months. Sorry, no. that's just well, one they don't food they don't plot. they don't all come in at the same time. Right you know, in the south, a lot of the deer were transplanted from other areas. From so you have the north and everything else. Right, that's why we so got you, some of the deer bucks that we have. Exactly, exactly. And if you look at it, I think it's important for people to realize that every little subgenus subspecies of whitetails has a different photo period activation. So if you brought t- deer from Texas and you brought deer from Wisconsin, right. They're going to have a slightly different especially rut. once they breed and and, and do their exactly deal together exactly. and intermingle and, and you know cross can i guess basically kind of cross contaminate each other then yep. then you're going to have some crazy rut patterns yep. and that I mean, and that and that rule pretty much applies to all deer in the southeast united states with the exception of coastal plains georgia and south carolina from my understanding all of the deer that, well and probably like the lower half of florida as well um all of those deer have a heavy um, have a heavy influence, genetic influence from your Midwest. And then if you mix that in with the current population that was here that was struggling, you're going to have some really crazy and wonky things going. So There's whereas a, I know back in the day there was a decent number of northern deer brought to my area. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Glen County too. Glen County, Georgia, dude. Uh, back in the seventies, I think it was. There were like four one fifty class bucks killed in Glen County because they took four year old deer from Wisconsin, dropped, dropped them into them Glen and County, and and yeah. let them breed. Well, I mean, he, you know, he's already got the the mass made up. You've got an area relatively devoid of any vegeta- uh any any uh, four legged critters, so there's right. an abundance of food. Of course, you're going to get a hundred fifty class rack. Right. But then if you look after that. There's not much in the way of development there, even though this year there was a 150-inch deer killed in Glen County. Um, did you know that new record? No, I didn't see it. Yeah, I have to send that to you. I think it was like 153 inches clear killed right there in, in Glen County. Um, so I think it's I think you know I also want to throw this out there for for some of the folks here is one of the questions that you see on a lot of the GON forums is when should I take my one rut, my one week rut vacation? Well, if you're watching Field and Stream, if you're watching Outdoor Life or any of these wide open spaces, they're probably not tailoring it to southeastern hunters. No. And honestly, 
there's a very good chance that if you live in the panhandle of Florida, Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia, uh, I can't speak to South Carolina and North Carolina. I'm not as familiar with those areas and what happened for their deer populations. But if you live in those areas, there's a good chance you're going to have a prolonged rut. Well, and, and I was going to say, instead of taking your whole week at one time, which is what a lot of people like to do, take four or five Fridays here and there and hunt all yeah, weekend. Exactly, exactly. That's your better That's better odds than just saying, oh, I'm going to hunt Monday through Friday on this week. Yep. I know that's not a lot of options for a lot of people, but if you have that option to take a Friday and hunt a Friday, Saturday, and then spend time with the family Sunday, you're, in my opinion, you're increasing your odds of killing a bigger deer. Yeah. Because um, I've you. got the luxury that I can hunt pretty much, even when I was working for other people in other companies, I can hunt anytime I wanted for the most part because, I mean, my lease was five minutes from my back door. Sure. My own property was out my back door. Mm-hmm. Um, so... But I, I found more success in not saying, well, okay, I'm going to hunt today, 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 back to back to back to back to back to go whenever my gut tells me to go and to go when the weather looks right. I mean, if you want to take your week off and blow it for one week and probably not kill anything, potentially, because you, you know, just because you're used to taking a week, go ahead. But I personally think that Friday, Saturday, you know, taking a Friday here or a thirsty Friday here every so often and getting all your bang for your buck for your days, even in your situation, Walt, is worth it. Oh, yeah, I, I agree. In the South, I feel like your exposure over a period of time, like a month. Yeah, not, there, not You're going to have a month-long rut. And by month-long rut, I mean you're going to have hot does from day one of that month to the end of that month. Now, there, there may be a peak in the middle of that rut of a, of a pile of does all coming together at once. But we but, never know when that is. But you don't know when that is. And more importantly, if you miss time, let's say the weather gets hot. Well, those mm-hmm. deer are mainly going to be moving during, during the during, during night. The, They're going to the, be doing the, the chasing nighttime. at exactly. night. So if that's going to be the case, then get out there every Friday, Saturday, Sunday yep. for a yep. month for instead a month. of just picking one week and getting screwed by the weather. Yep. Yep. You know, and, and don't forget, dude, I've killed that, that buck that I killed. I didn't have him on camera. That big one I killed back in 2015. I didn't have him on camera until two days before I shot him. He, he wasn't even in the, I don't even think that buck was staying on that, on that piece no, of property. No, he wasn't. He, Matter came fact, for the, he came for the rut. Matter of fact, I know for a fact he wasn't on that property because I had a pile of cameras on there during the entire summer dirt with mineral licks and all that. I had all kinds of bucks on there, but he wasn't one of them. He was chasing that hot doe from wherever she was bedded, from wherever he caught her wind, and was running across her property. So well, they say uh, they'll go 10 miles during the rut. And it I doesn't surprise it. me. Yeah, and it doesn't surprise it. me. Yep. I mean, because I know how fast I can cover a mile walking because I've done it on that lease. 10 miles is nothing. I mean, really especially the woods I've got around me and even you 10 miles is nothing. I mean, they could, they could start in one County and end up in another County almost by the end of the, by the end of that month. Cause I mean, they don't care. They get stupid during the rut. As you know, I, I'm, I, I'm with you, dude. I think, I think that advice, advice you just gave the listeners is about as solid as it comes. Spread your, spread your, your rutcation as everybody really likes to, to say. And, you know, I mean, it's just it's it's increasing your odds. It's like in it business. Is. I mean, it you is. know, inc- get get all your bang for your buck. I mean, no, literally. because it's a, it's a high risk high or uh, yeah. a high risk high reward if you do it all at one take, time. Exactly, yeah. because if you hit the cold weather and you hit the peak rut and you're in the right spot, dude, there's a good chance you're going to see some awesome action. Well, it's like whenever we go to Illinois every so often, 
you know, you're up there for X amount of days. That's what you got, and you're screwed. Right. And you're great. You know. Right. I mean, I've but they have, but they have a finite rut. Yeah, but you can, when the you weather's can hot, when the weather's sure, sure, hot, sure, sure. it doesn't work because that's happened to me twice. But I've also been up there, and it been so daggum cold that the deer didn't move. I mean, it was like mm-hmm. 18, 19 degrees, and they would move like from twelve to two, and then they go bed mm-hmm. back down. Yep. I mean, it was. I mean, that's the coldest. Oh my god, it was miserable. This mm-hmm. southern boy ain't made for that. <laughs> well, Bubba, what, what do you what do you think we we wrap this one up? And I think maybe a good follow up to this would be uh, maybe we can reach out to some folks and kind of get their ideas for rut rut uh, vacations and what, what to do in different sta- states. I've got contacts in South Carolina, Alabama, Florida, and Georgia, and I think a neat podcast coming down the line would kind of be. Uh, what what to expect and there's a lot of podcasts out there that already do like what's going on now which i think is great that's an awesome tip if you're hunting the midwest and stuff like that but i think also it'd be good to know uh in the next couple of weeks people are going to be trying to play hooky with their sick leave not i of course um and you know yeah, and pick right ra- random days to come down with spirogyra but uh, uh maybe the next one we do can be tip just truthfully how to hunt the rut in these different areas and we can get some different people on here and uh, record a little mini clip with them. Right, right, right. Yeah, I mean, for me and you, it's kind of hard to hunt the rut because we don't have a rut, it seems like, half the time because of the weather. But, mm-hmm. you know, it, it it is what it is. But uh, I'll, I'll try my best to get my two cents in. We'll see. Hey, I can do that too. And, and you know what? I'll even I'll even reimburse you for your two cents. Will you? Yeah, okay. I'll send you two pennies. I, I Stamp's going to cost me more than the, t- than the check for two pennies, but that's right, okay. Right, right, right. <laughs> that well, sounds good to me. Y'all, this has been great. I love talking about deer season. More importantly, I'm six days away from deer season, and that has just got me fired the heck up. So I'm sure you're excited as well. I hope you've enjoyed this coming to or from the deer stand. If you're listening to this bright and early Monday, this Monday morning, um, I hope you had a great weekend. You saw some good activity. Please don't forget to check out our sponsors, Wild Edge Incorporated and Bowhunter Box Club. And we're still doing the giveaway. I got some more envelopes I got to get out in the mail uh, they're sitting right here for some folks that gave us reviews. If you'll give us a review on iTunes and send me a direct message, I will get you a decal in the mail. And uh, just our way of saying thank you for taking care of us. Until next time, I'm Walt. I'm waiting. Y'all be good. Shoot straight. See y'all.